0: Psalm 87, he has founded his city on the holy mountain. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the other dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are said of you, city of God. I will record Rahab and Babylon among those who acknowledge me, Phylicia too, and Tyra, along with Cush, and will say, this one was born in Zion. Indeed of Zion it will be said, this one and that one were born in her, and the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord will write in the register of the peoples, this one was born in Zion. As they make music, they will sing, all my fountains are in you. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your servant who is about to come and share what you've laid on his heart from your word. Pray that Ray will know your presence surrounding him, that your spirit indwelling him and enabling him and equipping him, recalling those things that, Lord, you've laid upon his heart. And for each of us here, many of us perhaps more used to uh, preaching rather than listening. At times that can make us not, not the best hearers of your word. Lord, we know for each one of us here, if we're going to get anything out of what Ray shares, we need your spirit to speak to us. And we ask that none of us would be it's so foolish as to try and seek to quench what your spirit would say to us today. Speak to our minds, we pray, that we would have a right understanding of your word. But we know that if we're really going to understand your word, it needs to transform our hearts. And we pray that we would be open to your spirit doing that this morning. As you bless Ray as he brings your word, bless us as we hear your word. For we ask this in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Thanks, Thanks Brother.
1: Well, it'd be great if you keep that psalm open in front of you, Psalm 87. uh, A great uh, psalm to be looking at as we think about uh, the glorious normal. Well, one uh, website I visited recently was entitled 13 Reasons Why London Is The Greatest City On Earth. Uh, Reasons included 2,000 years of history. The Queen, 8.4 million trees, 300,000 gardens. A great literary hub, Dickens, Wolf, Orwell, Wilde. The Performing Arts, an awesome music history, Bowie, Winehouse, George Michael, Remember the days of Wham? Admit it, you do. Adele. But the one that didn't quite add up uh, to me was the idea that you're never more than seven meters away from a pub. Uh, apparently, that means the people roughly over there should be sitting in a pub right now. Apparently, there are over 7,000 pubs in London. Uh, Perhaps you were born in London, or like me, you grew up here and are proud to call London home. Well, elsewhere, the psalmist maintains that God is everywhere, such that none of us can escape his presence. And yet, and yet, according to Psalm 87, there is one special place that the Christian God of our Bibles, the Lord Yahweh, loves and therefore calls home. Now look at verses 1 to 3 of our poem, Psalm 87, with me. Uh, by the way, the the, the, bit at the, the the top of this psalm is part of verse 1. We should always read it when we read the psalms of the sons of Korah, a psalm, a song. He has founded his city on the holy mountain. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the other dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things of you are spoken, O city of God. The first thing I want you to note is that you and I have a special place in the Lord's affections. You and I, as ordinary as we all are, have a special place in the Lord's affections. Uh, Whether this psalm was composed by the sons of Korah or dedicated to them, we can't be sure but we do know it starts very abruptly and emphatically with the idea that the mountainous city of Jerusalem has been established or founded by the Lord, the Most High himself. Uh, The context points in this direction, even if the original poetry does not explicitly say say so. Jerusalem's mountains are literally mountains of holiness because the Lord loves the gates of this city more than any other place on this earth, verse 2. Alec Mateer suggests that verse 2 should be translated Yahweh truly loves the gates of Zion because the word love is placed first in the sentence to give it emphasis. The mountains surrounding Jerusalem were consecrated as holy ones. The Lord truly loves the gates and the city of Jerusalem because he centers his work in this world upon their foundations, is what the psalmist is trying to communicate to us. In the days of Old Testament Israel, God was found within the walls of Jerusalem, otherwise known as Zion, verse 2 and verse 5. He made his residence there and in the temple in particular because it was there that he would lay a solid foundation in his world from which his great rescue mission would radiate out to the four corners of our world. It was there that Abraham was willing to offer his son Isaac, and from where the Lord's perfect sacrifice was provided in Isaac's stead. It's from there that Israel's greatest earthly king, David reigned, making it the capital city of God's kingdom on this earth, and where his son Solomon built a permanent temple for the Lord Most High, the one true and living God. It was in this temple that the institutions of sacrifice, of worship, and of priestly service were established for hundreds of years such that a carpenter from Nazareth would recognize and honor this city while observing its feasts and temple rituals. It would be in connection with this same city and its mountains that that very same carpenter would weep for its people and then die for their sins and the sins of all nations and be buried only to rise from the dead to offer offer all people new birth and new life. It was in this city that the church of Jesus Christ was born in a day at Pentecost. And it was from this city that the apostles served and sent out the gospel, the glorious good news of the God-man Jesus Christ into all the nations of the world, such that you and I can be sitting here today, here and now. Arguably, one of the most memorable commentaries On this psalm is captured in the hymn by John Newton, a drunkard and a brutal slave trader who experienced wonderfully the saving grace of this God. Uh, Picking up on verse 3 of our psalm, he wrote, glorious things of thee are spoken. Zion, City of our God, he whose word cannot be broken, formed you for his own abode. On the rock of ages founded, what can shake your sure repose? With salvation's walls surrounding, you may smile at all your foes. But I wonder uh, can you spot the problem with the following other little rhyme I'm going to now tell you Here is the church here is the steeple open the doors see all the people Well that rhyme is deficient a better rhyme a better rhyme would be here is a building On top, there's a steeple. Open the doors. The church is the people. The church is the people. You see, Psalm 87 is not the domain of civil engineers. It is not about city structures or buildings, much less bricks and mortar. No, Zion is, verse 3, the city of God. And the greatest treasure of any truly great city is not its buildings or structures, but its people. The history of the buildings and their structures mean nothing but for the people who breathe life into those buildings and into that history. So you, my brothers and sisters have a special place in the Lord's affections, says Psalm 87. And that should be glorious good news to us. It should be glorious good news to you because you know yourself. And you know how undeserving you are in and of yourself. It is an affection that starts here and now, in and through the gospel and stretches out into the eternal future and yet to further underline this the second thing to notice from this psalm is that the lord's affections do not discriminate unlike you and i the lord's our lord's affections do not discriminate This is glorious news if you are a Christian here today, and most especially if you have the privilege of serving as full-time pastors or ministers of the gospel in your church. Look with me at verses 4 to 6. I will record Rahab and Babylon among those who acknowledge me, Philistia too and Tyre, along with Cush, and will say, this one was born in Zion. Verse 5, indeed of Zion it will be said, this one and that one were born in her. And the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord will write in the register of the peoples, this one was born in Zion. According to Isaiah 30 and 51, Rahab was the name mockingly given to Egypt, the first nation to enslave God's people, the Israelites. And in both Old and New Testament, Babylon epitomized the spirit of Antichrist. That is, the world, this world, marshaled in rebellion against the Lord and his holy people. Yet, remarkably, this psalm gives us a vision of a future wherein people from these enemy nations, including the ever-hostile Philistines during the days of Kings Saul and David, even they will be included among the people of God it will be recorded that they know or acknowledge the Lord and are part of the family of God, verse 4. As will people from the far north, Tyre, and from the far south, Cush or Ethiopia. In other words, the city of God will be a global and multinational city, verse 4. It will be said of this one and that one. He was born in Zion. The city established by the long arm of salvation by the Lord Most High, verse 5. See, Zion here is represented as the birthplace of all true believers. Can you see why the Lord loves the gates of Zion? He loves his church. Not the building, nor the steeple, but its people. That is, you and me, if we know, love, and serve the Lord Jesus Christ, our glorious King. If verse 4 answers the question, who will be included in the family of God, verse 5 answers the question, where this will take place. It will be in Zion, the city of God. But to add weight and authority, we get an endorsement from the Lord, Moses himself, in verse 6. The Lord will write in the register of the peoples, this one was born in Zion. When you became a Christian, the Lord Most High recorded your name in his register in Zion. God knows his true saints, and he will never forget who you are. Uh, Later in the Bible, we are told that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life which is the other name for this register. All those whose names are written in Jesus' book of life will be admitted into the kingdom of heaven. Can you see that this city is built more of living stones than of bricks and of mortar? This is how Peter refers to the city of God in 1 Peter chapter 2. As God writes in his register the names of those who are born in Zion from the different tribes, nations, languages and people groups in this world. The mortar between the stones begins to set and the city walls start to rise. Interestingly, The Greek translation of the Old Testament or Septuagint renders verse 5 like this A man shall say, Zion is my mother. And such a man was born in her. And the highest himself has founded her. This is the sense of verse 5 made more explicit. And in the New Testament, Paul picks up this idea when he reminds the Galatians that if they are trusting in the God of Abraham, then they are children of Abraham, and therefore justified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then like you and I, they belong to the Jerusalem that is above, and that is free. That is the heavenly Jerusalem, of which this earthly one was but a shadow and a dim reflection. Because of course here and now we live in the shadow lands, as C.S. Lewis called it. And Paul goes on to write of a Jerusalem that is free, and that is above, in Galatians 4 verse 26. And she is our mother. Well, finally, how are we to respond to all this? Well, verse 7. As they make music, they will sing, all, are, all my fountains are in you. All the blessings that I have flow, Lord, from you, and all that you've done in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. All musicians and singers need inspiration, do they not? Well, can there be any greater vision to inspire music and song in us than Zion, the city of God filled to overflowing with a population all born again, born from above, from the many nations, people groups, tribes, languages of this world? Brothers and sisters, we should sing and make music to the Lord Most High, not only because We have a special place in his affections. And he doesn't discriminate, drawing people from all the nations of the world. But also we have the very great privilege of serving those who have a special place in the heart of our gods. And who therefore have a great and glorious future the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven, to quote Hebrews chapter 12. Many cities of the world, both ancient and modern, have and will continue to be glorified in the eyes of men and women. Whether Rome through its military might, Athens through its Great philosophers, Paris for its arts and fashion, London because of its culture and history. But, but, the city of God, the church of Jesus Christ is and one day will be seen to be greater than all these cities put together. So I leave you with Newton's words in the hope that if Psalm 87 has not or does not inspire in you a desire to serve this church, then maybe the words of Newton as we close well. Savior, if of God's Zion City I through grace a member am, let the world deride or pity. I will glory in thy name. Fading is the worldling's pleasure. All his boasted pomp and show, solid joys and lasting treasure. None but Zion's children know. That's you, brothers and sisters. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the glorious things that await us as your, your people. Thank you that we, if we are Christians, have been born again into the Jerusalem that is above. And we thank you that you are, we are dear to your hearts, that you have great affection for us. You've chosen us from all the nations of the world and we thank you for that little foretaste of what that means even here if at this conference and we thank and praise you for these things in the mighty name of Jesus amen
0: amen thanks for listening to this resource from FIEC for more resources for church leaders subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app and visit our website at fiec.org.uk